0: Well hello everyone and welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. It's me again Jeffrey Davis the host and I want to thank Jonathan Friedman who stepped in for me while I was uh, you know hiding away uh, working with clients but also rewriting my book uh, for the next edition and uh, it's nice to be back and uh, nice to be talking with Jonathan Goldman Executive Director Student Clinic for Immigrant Justice. Wow that's quite a title it's almost like a uh, Marvel comic book title. <laughs> and, well, you the, it, and you are the superhero for uh, student justice. Are
1: that our, our goal is is to take on the momentous uh, challenge of trying to address the inequities in our immigration system. And so some days it really does feel like we are taking on a supervillain and trying to do everything we can to come together as a team to, to solve this large issue. Wow.
0: So tell us about, uh, S-C-I-J.
1: So, yeah, so, I mean, what we do is we train college students to provide free legal representation to asylum seekers and to organize for immigrant justice. And, and basically the way that works is we partner with different schools. Right now we're partnered with Worcester State University and Brown University, and then we have students who go through a training program with us, and then they go on to get paired up with immigration attorneys to work on asylum cases, taking on the bulk of that casework, and then also working with local immigrant communities to advocate for our local level policy change as well.
0: So, how did you get into this? This isn't just something, you know, you, you know, as a seven-year-old, you sit in bed and think, "This is what I want to do for a living."
1: I, I actually, uh, before I started college, I was convinced that I was never going to go near law. I, I thought I was going to do uh, engineering management. So, um, truly, is a different career path than I imagined, but it is very much connected to my background. I was born in Denmark in a small town called Leffling, population of like maybe sixty on a good day. Um, and I moved to the U.S. when I was about two years old. Moved to what I would loosely describe as like a hippie commune down in Maryland, um, and so grew up in this environment of you know adults unconditionally caring for each other, of consensus decision making, pooled resources, co-housing, um, and I think the contrast I saw between my experience of coming to the U.S. and that of so many others tied with um, you know those values that were 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 shown to me growing up. Um, in Maryland really had a big impact and is what's driven me towards immigrant justice, being involved in activism. Um, And in college, I had actually co-founded an organization that was training college students at Brandeis to provide free legal services to immigrants um, and ended up being a really successful uh, program. It continues to exist to this day. Um, I kept working after I graduated, but then was really trying to think about how do we take what's been really successful? What is the only program in the country doing this sort of work? and try and create something that is now scalable and replicable and more collaborative. Um, and that's what led to, led to uh, the Student Clinic for Immigrant Justice being founded.
0: Well, I mean, that's quite, Did you were you the founder?
1: Yep, yep. So we actually just started last year, uh, prior to knowing there was going to be a global pandemic, um, certainly made things a lot more interesting. And yet, um, you know, we're able to successfully train 27 students and we actually just had a survey Um, with our students last week, where 100% of students said that they would recommend this program to other students. So it's also just really promising to just seeing what a positive experience it's been. And we've heard amazing feedback from our partner attorneys as well. So really excited to now try and bring this to additional schools this upcoming fall.
0: What did you do before this? I know you talked a little bit about your personal experience, but what was your career experience that led you to this?
1: Uh, So, this organization, I I started SEAJ only a year out of college. So, um, you know, the work that I was doing before then was also doing immigration legal work. Um, And I was doing that throughout college. I basically always had my schedule. So, I was doing classes Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then I could focus on, you know, basically running an organization all the other days of the week. Um, And then in addition to that, I've also been involved in a wide variety of different things, um, both working on political campaigns, but also um, on the technical side, I was a technical advisor for a publishing company called Neary Press and Training. Um, So it's been just sort of a wide variety of different experiences, but often tied to ideas of trying to make the world a better place.
0: Is this uh, whole immigrant issue a big problem?
1: I mean, so to, to give you a, a sense of the extent of it, um, there's about 1.3 million pending immigration cases right now. Um, 1.1 million of those are asylum cases. Um, and when someone does not have representation in asylum proceedings, they normally lose their cases about 90% of the time. Uh, but with representation, they're about five times more likely to win. Now, obviously, the facts of the case aren't changing whether or not someone has representation but you know their ability to navigate the system does change. And so that's really what we're trying to address is that over a million cases that are out there and trying to really bridge that gap of helping people navigate this incredibly complex system.
0: Well, those are Im- impressive statistics. Uh, do you have any competitors out there doing what you're doing?
1: I mean, there's some organizations that are trying to also guess this idea of, of there's just literally not enough immigration attorneys that are out there. There's there a report just a couple of years ago that basically estimated that there need to be about four times the number of legal professionals working on asylum cases to bridge this gap. And so that's not magically going, there's not magically going to be, you know, four times the number of immigration attorneys. And so some organizations are starting to think about like, you know, how do we bridge that gap, but no one's entered the space of thinking about how do we tap into the over a million college students that put in dozens and dozens of volunteer work every single year, and how do we tap into that energy? And so that's what we're really trying to focus on is is tapping into um, this knowledge, those resources, and everything else that exists on campuses to mobilize that towards advocating for immigrant justice.
0: Wow, do you see this as a, a changing issue under the current uh, White House administration?
1: In some ways, yes and no. I mean, there's you know been been some sort of uh, uh, headline changes that have happened, but I would say on the day to day. For anyone who's really working on immigration cases, it hasn't felt like a bunch of change. And I imagine that, that a lot won't change really even over the next three years. And a big part, that's just because we saw so many changes over the last four years that unless we had someone who's just you know laser focused on trying to really backtrack all those changes that had happened, um, we're, we're still really facing an uphill battle. So. Um, I'm hopeful, but at the same time, it's going to take a lot of work of making sure people aren't taking their foot off the gas pedal and really pushing to, to continue to see those changes. Interesting.
0: Uh, how do you get your clients? How do you do marketing?
1: Yes, so uh, right now, uh, almost all of our clients are actually brought to us by our partner attorney. So the way that works after students go through a training program, which all happens during the fall semester, um, we pair students up with different immigration attorneys, both private attorneys and attorneys at nonprofit organizations that have partnered with us to have a student work with them on a case. So it's almost like basically getting like a, you know, a paralegal place with you on a case, but rather than having, you know, an intern who's coming in and doesn't really, have any background they've gone through this training with us have some hands-on experience and so they come in um, and and they work on that case so, so of those cases that students have been working on we've been working with 17 different clients um almost all of those were ones that uh, attorneys brought to us but we had two attorneys who said you know we don't really have any cases that you know fit the bill for this can you make a referral um, and so we reached out to just community partners different organizations and said hey we have the ability to take on additional cases um, and so then we were able to place them, uh, with the attorneys and one of those cases, actually, um, uh, this client, she's from Haiti, um, and her case, she, she had a filing deadline that was like a month after we took it on. Um, and generally doing an asylum case takes around four months and somehow, you know, between the students, we had two students working with this attorney, they managed to get that case in on time. Um, and really, you know, missing a filing deadline in, in immigration is the difference basically between being able to remain here and have your case heard versus being deported and going back to the country that, that in the case of asylum that you were fleeing. Um, so you know that's just one example of, of the huge difference that it was able to make because we can rapidly mobilize people who can put in the time, the work that goes into these complex cases.
0: And, and who's the we, do you have staff with you?
1: Yes, yeah, so there's myself, uh, Stuart Minn, who is Access to Justice fellow, uh, and is an attorney working with us part-time. And then we have a campus organizer at both Brown and Worcester. Um, And the reason why we even have four people on our staff right now is part of our partnerships with schools is really trying to leverage um, having a collaborative relationship with the school. So, you know, a lot of programs oftentimes they sort of have a a program at a school and it's kind of onto the side. There's never really that much interaction, like students kind of sign up, show up, but we really want to think about how do we have a real relationship with different offices, different departments, just you know, really capitalize on the resources that we have access to being connected to schools. And so part of that is having a work study position that every school commits to, um, to support our program. And so they actually are paying for both of those positions of having an organizer at Brown and Worcester. And this will be true for every school that we're at. Um, and so that also helps the long-term sustainability of our program because we have that additional staffing help for every school that we're partnered with.
0: Wow. Uh- We've been speaking with Jonathan Goldman, Executive Director, Student Clinic for Immigrant Justice. Jonathan, if someone wants to find uh, SCIJ and you, how would they find you?
1: Yes. So they can go to scijimmigration.org. Again, that's scijimmigration.org. You can learn more about our program there. If you are yourself an attorney um, and are interested in getting support from our program, you can also sign up there. And if you're interested in supporting and helping us expand to additional schools, we're also always looking for support as well. But uh, really appreciate you you having us here and getting to share the, the mission and the work that we're
0: doing. Thank you very much, Jonathan. We hope we speak to you again and remind everybody this is Radio Entrepreneurs. Thank you.